3: Me to the Sean Thompson show. So As you can hear my voice, I'm not Sean Thompson. I'm sure he's somewhere with a cigar in his hand, listening into the show, getting ready to call me if I if I make any blunders. Uh, I'm John Anthony, host of Black and White Radio, heard every Saturday from four to seven. I have been gone a whole month from the radio. I every December I take a sabbatical, um, the entire month of December. The first three weeks, I should say, of December to get away, refresh, go out and hang out with my friend Aaron Delmar. We put on his Santa Hustle races across uh, the country. So I was in thought I'd be in warm weather, but I was in um, up by Sacramento and Roseville, California, putting on a Santa Hustle. It was cold and wet. Then I went to Arizona thinking I'm going to be warm. And uh, yeah, no, it didn't happen in Arizona. But it was much better than what you guys were dealing here with here in um, Illinois. Because it was cold, it was negative, it was in in the teens, and we were still in the sixties in Arizona. So that was, um, I, I I I'm thinking about leaving this state of Illinois because that warm weather, this late in the season, I'm telling you, it feels good to the bones. I'm gonna tell you, but you know, I'm I'm I I've sat back, I've watched, I listened. I listen to other talk shows I've listened to podcasts i've I've had a just a just a just a time to reflect and I want to say this one thing: Donald Trump was right about every single thing as, I, <laughs> as I was listening and, and reading and watching and reading the emails from Twitter, I am telling you I, I know I know I get it. You didn't like the way Donald Trump said what he said. You know, he was called conspiracy theorists. He was called all these things. But he was right about everything. And I'm upset that there are not enough people upset that the FBI, that they colluded with Twitter. Government guys colluded with Twitter. And I think Twitter is just the tip of the iceberg. And I'm waiting for like, you know. The CNNs, yeah, I do listen. I look at them to see what they're going to see to see their reaction. I'm waiting for like the you know this expose. I'm waiting for for CNN, MSNBC. They barely touched it. We had a government entity interfering in our elections in 2020. And you know, if if you have been paying attention, you know, this has probably happened in many elections. And not enough people are upset and frustrated by this. They literally took our election. Colluded. That's, I mean, listen, this is how you know. You saw all of Barack Obama's people going into these social media platforms. Baker was sitting, literally sitting as an attorney for Twitter. And nobody saw that as a conflict. Nobody saw that as a problem. I am flustered that we are, that we are single we are allowing this once great nation to fall into despair and not enough people are upset. And that's why when black white Marcus sent me a text saying, you want to do the show? 27, 28, 29th. Yeah. You got me for the next three days. I said, you better believe it because I got a lot to talk about. And I called my buddy, the troublemaker. Yep. He's here. With his Green Bay Packer gear on and all, you bum. Two more wins and we're in. (laughs) I hope you guys don't make it. I want you to suffer. Two
4: more wins and we're in.
3: (laughs) I want you to suffer like I've had to suffer with this bear season. (laughs) You know?
4: But but listen, are you surprised? The Democrats are doing what they accused Russia of doing. Yeah. You know? And it's okay for them to do it because you want to know why? Donald Trump is a bad person. Yeah. I present this information to people. When we have, because of course Trump is going to come up in the conversation. I'm going to say, you see what's going on, you see what they did, don't you think? If we knew about the laptop and what Joe Biden's son was doing and what Joe Biden was doing, it would have changed the election. Oh no, man, whatever, man. Trump was horrible for the country. He was just bad for the country. How was he bad for the country? Even though I lay out all of the good stuff that he did, so this country could succeed. And even after a pandemic, we was roaring back. Oh, man, forget all that, man. And uh, Trump just horrible. Trump just horrible. You can't even rationalize a conversation with these people. No, so can Honestly, it doesn't matter that we have this information at our fingertips. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Don't say it doesn't matter. Well, well, it, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. It It matters to a point now. But yet, what brain are you going to penetrate to flip the vote in the next two years? Because we have to use this information for the next two years to get Donald Trump Back in office, hopefully, or at least another Republican. So, what brains, what intellect are you going to penetrate to get us across the finish line?
3: Well, no one in Washington is listening. <laughs> That's that is so true. In okay. America, nobody. Wait, in America, but 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 I, but I, but I do think people will listen, and how you shape the message, though. What's the Republican's biggest problem, Verline? Messaging. Messaging. Yeah. They don't. I, I made a post on while I was out. I said um i said uh, 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 change or cease to exist Republicans immediately everybody said i, I was um you, you you can't compromise your values your beliefs yeah. why go there why why is that the first point you go to no, I'm saying change, get in a fight. Fight. Get in the mud. Roll up your sleeves. Guess what? And you know what? Don Jr. said it perfectly. I want you to hear what Don Jr. said. uh, uh, When I heard this clip, I was like, yes, this is what we got to do. If we don't do this, Republican Party will cease to
5: exist. What does the conservative movement do to fight back and win?
3: Right
6: now, it's about elections. If we're not ballot harvesting legally, whatever we can do, if we're not playing the game that they're playing, you could run, you know, someone just shy of Jesus Christ himself right now against the dumbest and most radical liberal and not win. Right? That's the game right now. Uh, you know, people are going to argue about who's the better candidate. As far as I'm concerned, at this point, if we're not addressing those issues, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, that's going to be a harsh thing for people to hear or believe. That's the
3: reality. I believe it with every fiber in me. Every fiber in me.
4: When you let me host the show... You know, the, uh, the first show of the last couple shows of the year, I made that exact point. You know what callers called in and told me? What? Then what's, what, you know, what values do you hold? Uh, uh, they wanted to talk about abortion. They wanted to talk about conservative principles. They don't want to fight like that. So my question to you is how do you fight yeah. if people won't accept what Donald Trump Jr. just said and what I said about four weeks ago? You go find the fighters. You
3: recruit the fighters. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. I, I, I won't say much, but I know there's a group right now that are, that are doing this right now. Stealth mode. You know? It, listen, we cannot change anything if we don't win. Huh. Name one thing we can change if we don't win.
4: What can we change, Milan? Nothing. Nothing, but how, listen, I talked about it almost the whole show, how do you bridge the gap between the moderate, the establishment, really the moderate and the establishment, they cool, but with the conservative party, yeah, the conservative movement, the social conservative, they won't budge. Like I just said, when, when I was hosting the show, I talked about this very subject. Yeah. They called in talking about the same old conservative principle.
3: Yeah, you got to get a candidate that understands that. And understands the value and all of the the what you know, Ronald Reagan, what he say? If you're with me eighty percent of the time, you're with me. You're not with my enemy.
4: Oh no, that's not the way it is nowadays. That's the that's, that's the Buckley rule. if if he out of ten Republican conservative principles, if he's with you seven out of those, he's conservative enough. That's what he said. Um what's the what's uh what's you got? Brandon Tatum. He used the uh eighty percent model that you just said. No, it's a hundred percent now. You have to be pure. No, no, no. I know I, I, I don't.
3: I don't think that because I've talked to conservatives, they don't. They don't feel respected by the what some would call rhino. I don't do. I don't use the rhino term um, because my thing is addition and multiplication. How do we get people? Addition and multiplication. They don't feel respected. I think that's what you're seeing with the Illinois Review, go, and you know, a, a, and and the, and the um, establishment of the Republican Party of the state of Illinois. You see that fight playing out right
4: now. That used to be what it was. I, I'm pretty sure the establishment respects the conservatives because no, they, they know the damage. Not all. They know the damage that conservatives can do, but conservatives want to purge the party of the establishment. And the moderates—that's the problem. But I think wait, 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 that's the fight that each are
3: each of them are fighting. Though each wants to purge each 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 of their their their, their respective ideology or, or or policy perspective. They both want to purge. Well, I think you, the, you, you, I you
4: think get, the establishment want to hold the conservatives at bay. But you 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 have to find. A
3: candidate that understands the issues that are that. Well, well, first of all, it isn't it isn't about issues anymore in our elective, in our elections. It's not about issues. It is about ballots and ballots alone, and that's and that's that's a shame that we've that this great once great republic, this one great grace once great republic is faltering, because people don't understand the fight that's in front of them. This is a fight. This is a war. We are at war. There are people that really want to do, and there are some Republicans too. But there's a leftist, progressive agenda that they want to take us back to a day when America was 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 just. I, I want, I want American greatness. I love what's, I, you know what, what's happening over in 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 in, in Ukraine. That's one thing, Villan. We're going to talk to this. We're going to talk about this tomorrow with Congressman Mike Boss. I hope Americans wake up and realize what's happening to them. They're being played. Oh wow, the phone lines are they, pop- they lit up? That's why I shut up, guys. I'll take your calls when we get back. You listening to the Sean Thompson Show? I'm John Anthony. I'm fired up and I'm ready to go. We'll be right back.
7: I don't know what
8: we're yelling about.
0: Marxists, socialists, and communists. Are not welcome on the Sean Thompson show on AM560 the answer. AM560, the answer. Oh
3: gosh. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson show. I'm John Anthony. Sitting in for Sean Thompson. I'm sorry, that's what happens when you when you when I've been away from the mic. Not being able to express it, um, I, you, you get that pent-up frustration and anger. Uh, I'm angry, and I, I want more people angry. I really
4: I really want more people angry. Uh, Vila, I, I am I wrong? No, you're not wrong for being angry, but you know what? I've almost found a level of acceptance, because if people aren't going to get together and play the numbers game and fight on one accord within these next two years, I, I'm going to accept the Deshaun's uh, position of just going back to my conservative state and waiting out the end there. Yeah. Wow. You know, because if, if people aren't going to fight, it's over.
3: That's true. All right, let's go to the phone. <laughs> Here goes our buddy. I'm texter. Welcome to the Sean Thompson show. Hey. hey, hey,
9: hey. <laughs> <laughs> so good to hear you. I, first of all, I, 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 hey, listen, I, don't th- I don't think you're angry enough. I think you need to fire up. You need to come out yourself, your shell just a little bit more. But anyways. <laughs> Uh, but, seriously, I thought about you over the holidays, and I know it probably was a little bit rough. It so was. Just wanted to know that my prayers are with you there uh, this season, as always. But Thank I, you. I decided I got a little song for you, which I wasn't able to do before Christmas. <laughs> I, I've been kind of busy when you guys uh, have black and white. Well, plus, you've been busy lately, too. Yeah, I have. <laughs> but, anyhow. I know. But, anyway, so this is uh, Biden, the doddering dimwit.
10: Hmm.
9: Uh, you know Austin and Millie yelling and blinking. Garland, Mayorkas, Granholm, and Ray. But do you recall the most famous dimwit of all? Biden, the doddering dimwit, had a very full defense. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it flows. All of the other dimwits you still have to call him names. They never let poor Biden join in any whip games. Then one foggy Jan 6th Eve, Pelosi came to say, Ray, with your FBI counter section, won't you please guide my insurrection? Then how the dimwits loved him, as they shouted out with glee, and the daughter in with You'll go down in history Hey,
4: hey. I give think he, a, will, he will go a, down in history though He'll
3: be, a, be here all week guys yep. <laughs> for Great to hear you my brother You too hey, brother Thanks so much I'm his Texter hey, A little Christmas cheer Let's go to Mary Ann from Wooddale Mary Ann welcome to the Sean Thompson show
11: Good afternoon It's a pleasure to finally get to talk to you And know you're back
3: Thank you I appreciate it. What's your question? What's your statement?
11: Well, I have a problem with Biden, and I have a theory that when I tell friends, they think I'm crazy, so I'm going to tell you. Mm -hmm. Biden, we all know, is not smart, but the man is cunning. Yeah. When Hunter goes to court, Biden will... Come out to to be be sworn into court. He put his son up for slaughter. Uh-oh. The man he has some sort of dementia. At times, we all know that. But in not being smart, he's cunning. He's cunning. Yeah, he's been he's, he's been he's, around for
3: forty seven years, right? Forty seven, forty eight years. Right. So. He's been able to weasel his way. Thank you so much. And Marianne, thank you so much for the kind words. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go to Jim, Jim from Chicago. Jim, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show.
8: Hi, guys. What's going on, Jim? When, when Trump goes down in flames, you think he'll open up a brick-and-mortar university? <laughs> uh... Oh, and it, oh, give a cut. It give it give people a cut rate deal on the tuition.
4: He already had Trump College. We, he's yeah, not going to go back old. down that road. Yeah, but I think no, if he goes, no, he should his son or somebody should build a uh,
8: a Trump College, a you know, brick and mortar place, and and uh, mirror it after a European college and make it free.
4: Well, <laughs> let me let me let me ask you a serious question, Joe Jim, because I know Sean doesn't let you talk. He beats up on you every day, but I want to ask you a question. What's what is your big issue with trump because I like i just told john i talked to my friends and the average people on the street and it doesn't matter what kind of common sense you put in their face that no matter what you tell them trump did good for the country and how we were in a great position they still say oh forget all of that trump just was a bad guy what is your problem with trump being president.
12: My problem, my big problem with Trump is that he, he doesn't play fair. He's a crybaby. He cries about everything.
4: But he was right if
8: about everything. Loses, no, no, he cries about it, but what was He, he but, cries about everything. When okay. he
3: loses, okay. he cries. he loses 10 bucks, he cries. And then he tries to fix okay, an no, election, that no, he lost. Okay, now, uh, let, let me talk. <laughs> let me talk. He was right about everything. From the moment this guy came down the escalator, the moment he came down the escalator, they've been beating him up. They've been lying about them. Oh, we got them. We got the goods on Trump. We got the goods on Trump. Every single time they said they've got the goods on Trump, yeah, they're right because the FBI had the goods on them. You know, FBI investigating members of Congress. FBI investigating this. FBI investigating that. FBI involved in in, in the Russia, Russia, Russia. FBI now coming after him from Mar-a-Lago with the, with the because the files were there. You know, I mean, who wouldn't? Nobody's listening. The media's the media's in on 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 it. So don't give me that. Let's go to Kevin from Austin. Kevin, what's up, buddy? John, it was good to hear you get upset.
1: I think a lot of other people are and it lets them know that they're not alone. That's right. And I think and I think if you know, you you, you get those people who are listening to you, those fellow travelers who are upset with the establishment and the Illinois party. And I think you and I have talked about it as far as those yep. people need to get involved and they've come precinct captains. I wish you would talk about it and explain How the Republican work, uh, Republican party works. What does it mean to be a precinct captain? Does it cost any money or do you just be a precinct captain? You go to a couple of meetings a month. And then what kind of voting power do you have as far as the vote for, you know, let's say, uh, York Township, Yeah, I looked at it online, 28 of those spots are open. If 28 people who are fellow travelers got involved, what kind of impact do they have, and, and how does that work? And this is something I've been going toe-to-toe with Sean Thompson for, yeah. I don't know how many years, I think yeah. since after the 2020 election, if people get involved at the precinct level, right. they can change things. And, and how does that work? It doesn't cost that much money. You're just responsible for the area Time. that you live in. Anyhow, I'll let you talk about hey,
3: hey, it. Hey, Kevin, real quick, it costs you your time. I'm I'm a former precinct committeeman, um, also an f- elected state representative. I'm, I When yeah. we come back from break, I'll explain that process. But when we come back from break, um, we're going to be taking a call from Shannon Adcock from Wake, Illinois. Uh, she just sent yeah. me a text message basically saying that somebody impersonated her. She's put it on a, uh, an event at the Westin, and somebody called and impersonated her and got the event canceled. Man. That's where we're at and- today. And unfortunately,
1: the left has a bunch of unemployed people who are yep. getting paid money right. to make those false calls and be activists. And unfortunately, the, the disadvantage that conservatives have is typically they get got full-time jobs that they're doing. That's but true. But that's exactly it. It only costs you a little bit of time. That's it. And just to know what's going on and how do, how do they k- get connected and that type of thing. I wish you would talk about that in detail. I will. I will. And hopefully we can get Sean more at some point.
3: All right. Thank you so much, Kevin. Um, Shannon, Teresa, hold the line when we get back from break. Um, Kathy... Uh, I see Kathy's on my Facebook page telling me to leave the click. Kathy, I, I'm not a part of a click. That's my problem. I'm hated by all. And, I, and you know what? I wear that as a badge of honor. Uh, if you if you listen to the show, you heard me talk about the, the the fight that's going on and the fight that's needed. We'll be right back.
0: Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. <laughs> AM 560. The answer. The answer.
3: The Sean Thompson Show I'm John Anthony Filling in for Sean Thompson I'm sure he's probably In a warm climate I don't know did you, Would you go smoke cigars With him today With
4: No I didn't go up there today Nah uh, He's
3: probably in Warm Florida right now
4: Probably so Laughing
3: at us right now Calling us uh
4: <laughs> Well I don't know it, People were saying uh, You know it, would, it wouldn't be good To try to catch the plane None last oh, week Oh yeah Did you hear what happened In the Southwest
3: Yeah Canceled People had flights. to camp out Yeah yeah, really. I saw uh, my buddy Scott Grider. He didn't even go to the airport. He, he just he saw it was canceled, I'm not going to deal with any of that. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Teresa from the Gold Coast, so close to the Gold Coast. Let's get it. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Um,
11: what I have never understood is how people can stand by and do nothing when destruction is right in front of them. That's I mean, fair. this country is circling the drain. And people are more concerned about where their phone is. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. pathetic.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, a lot of it has to do with our education system too, I and mean, nobody wants to talk yes. about that too. You know, they're dumbing no. down our kids. They're dumbing down our kids. They rather talk about, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna catch some heat for this, but I don't care. They rather talk about Kwanzaa and 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 the wokeness of oh, everything. Oh, yeah, oh, I called you oh, out, Phil. Right. Uh, oh, <laughs> instead God. of dealing with what's right in front of us, the destruction of America.
4: Wait, 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 wait. Exactly. I gotta, I gotta jump in this. It's a lot of grown folks that the word now is civility. They want it to be civil, and we're trying to find out where that common ground is a lot of people don't like to talk about politics i'm telling you i try to mix it up with a lot of black people about politics and they just don't want to talk about it they just want to say oh, they're they just supposed to do what's right they're just supposed to do what's right okay well what is right yeah when is the last time the democrats done something
3: that's right for the for, 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 our, for, for our nation
4: Well, they put they, they combine them together when you say democrat they get defensive again they say oh what you trying to say the republicans do everything right so they put both of them on the same level and they say None of them are doing what's right. None of them. One is the same. One is the same as far as they're concerned, right. and they're not being civil,
3: so they don't want to be in. Right it. now, um, sorry, Teresa, you had something else you wanted to say. Oh,
11: I know. That's it. You pretty much summed it up. I mean, I couldn't have said it better. Right. So, yeah, you're yeah. exactly right.
3: Thanks so much, Teresa. And you want to talk about civility? Yeah. You know, you want to talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion, except, oh, if, yeah. except if it's against what, they, what their diversity, equity, and inclusion is? Yeah. You want to talk about civility? Let's talk about civility. Let's talk about a group calling a ho- uh, a hotel, canceling um, Shannon Adcock's group, Awake uh, Illinois, oh. from having an event. Shannon, I mean, are you serious? This really happened?
5: Oh, it sure did. I mean, how are you guys? Thanks for having me on. Um, I mean, how many times we're going on almost two years now, but they've underestimated me and the people, the good people of this state. I mean, we the people are awake and they're terrified. So just a little bit of backstory really quickly. We have this advocate workshop that's happening on January 14th. And somebody called a hotel to impersonate me to cancel it. Wow. So it was sniffed out in time, but the ground game across the country to cancel liberty and truth is very well energized. It's possibly funded. It's fine. A police report will be filed this week. It's going to be fine. But we have the motto at Awake, Illinois, they can't cancel us. Right. Because we know they want to scare people into silence. That's You've right. You've seen it in politics. You've seen it in advocacy. And here's the thing. You talk about the fighters. Oh, we're fighting. Right. And they don't call venues to cancel, for example, GOP events. Right. They don't do that because they don't fear the party. But we, the people who are awake, we are fighting the the barricade. Right. We absolutely are. So Wake, Illinois terrifies them because we're empowering people to rise and to defend children, to defend their parental rights and to defend liberty. So my shout out would be for people... To and I know you're gonna talk about the precinct thing. God bless the party, some people are trying, but we have to put people before the party right now. We saw that at the state at the central committee meeting. Yeah. Right? Where you have a a burger of people. It was a total travesty and I had my daughter there in between her her activities and we laughed because it got so rowdy and it was scaring her and it was a shame. It was a real shame. But we have to, you, you mentioned something I will take issue with, John, and I love you. But we you're talking about balloting, which is absolutely something that we need to talk about, right? And I've had some really great Zoom calls with balloting um, experts across the country who are talking, for example, with their local elections, their school board elections and municipal elections, April 4th of 2023. That's right after spring break. People are going to flake out. Yep. And so they're actually giving us really good advice to talk about mail-in balloting, to no, talk no, about early that. voting. That's what I said. I'm, right, right, that's what I'm, I'm pushing. Here's the thing. Yeah, sure. But here's the thing. The precincts in the in the, the GOP is a the party sucks at it. They're not doing anything to prepare for even the local elections. They're talking about Trump still. Okay, right. That's not going to help our kids. So right. focus local for now, and we're going to do it. I don't know that precincts are going to do it. I, I really have no faith in that right now. Yeah. They have to prove it. They have to prove it, and I'm not sending worn bodies from Awake Illinois to fill those roles because I feel like I'm sending them into the slaughter. Well, Shannon, Why am I going to have you waste your time?
3: Shannon, I want to move away from the precinct. I want to move more into the neighborhood approach. I think I think the neighborhood approach Great. is a better, more effective approach into into understanding how to deal with now. Now that neighborhood person can become that precinct committed person for that whatever sure. that precinct is. But I believe, and my, my good buddy, the secret squirrel, John Reeves, always talks about it. We have to take them, We got we have to take this country, the city, the township, the
5: cities, mm-hmm. the, the state. By neighborhood, mm-hmm. by neighborhood. That's how we do it. You do. And here's the other thing. I think you I think you. you were trying to hit on it, and I, I applaud you for it. You were saying it's ballot, which is a missing link. And you were saying it's not about issues anymore. But I genuinely believe where the party has failed, conservatives, is that they don't want to talk about the issues. Yeah. It's not that the people don't care. The people just haven't gotten the message that the issues are going to be talked about outside of the dark corners and in hushed tones. Yeah. So then, we were talking about critical race theory and the race hustling in schools. They do not want to talk about it. We're talking about the drag queen shows for minors. They don't want to talk yep. about it.
3: Yep. And they, they call So you we're hate, going to talk about
5: it. Well, they they thought, thought that's, that's,
4: that's what I was just saying earlier. People want to be civil, so they just stay away from those type of subjects. And you just got to figure out where to engage which people, which neighborhoods, and which areas? I don't areas. think you have to stay away from the topics. I think there's a way to talk about it
3: that doesn't frighten people. Because because guess what? That's people right. are dealing with these issues every single day. Again, like I said, you want to talk about abortion? How about we talk about you know and, and divert to the 13 year old who can go in and and, and get uh, an abortion? Mm-hmm. Oh, let's let's tie something else to that. Let's tie sex trafficking to that. A sex trafficking mm-hmm. child could be um, found out that they're sex trafficked if. The parent was notified, or if if some person was notified, I mean it's right. all interconnected. But, but they're trying to take is. them. They, well, listen, hold on. They're trying to take them and put them in their own silent, own um, individual silos. No, we got to make noise and wake people up. Correct, Shannon you're absolutely
5: right and here's the thing john what the conservatives have been so afraid of is actually they're afraid of having those uncomfortable conversations so they avoid it entirely or here's what they say we have to be more like democrats and they lean into the very thing that is counter to their values so i say to people we're 1930 in germany and the republicans in illinois are saying we need to be more like the nazis to win what the hell is that okay well let me ask you let
4: me ask you a simple question do you think you need to go into these Republican areas and try to persuade Republicans that traditionally just show up and vote on election day to mail in ballots, and if it's legal, to ballot harvest.
5: Do you think that's the approach to take? One hundred percent. So what we have found, what we have found, and this is this is a really important thing to note in your communities: the people who showed up in the in the national election, the midterms, they are conservative but they flake on the local elections. If local elections were wrapped up into the midterm cycle, it would be a totally different situation in our communities. And we probably have to some degree, a stronger GOP party, but they've allowed the local elections in the spring to slip, And that's dangerous. So if you just reach out to people who are voting Republican and who do have the value system that aligns with integrity and education, protecting child innocence, preserving parental rights, they're going to vote in the locals if you remind them to and right. if you call them and if you say, Do you know that the national sex standards are talking about gender ideology in kindergarten and the majority of your taxes are going yeah. to a public school system that is sexualizing children? Yeah. They're gonna show up to vote. But you have to be evangelized you have to evangelize it. You have to go around like a preacher, and everywhere you go, you have to be that annoying right. person. You know, you know, John or Jane at the you know the poker club night or at the book club you know night saying, right. "Do you know about what's happening right. in our school?" Hey, you have Shannon, to be that person. Shannon, yeah.
3: I, I, I want to do quick, two quick things, and that's one of the reasons why I'm so glad we had our, our Grace Association meeting today about this, how, how to combat this, how to how to deal with this, and fight through this. But I also want you to talk about talk about the event. When is this event happening? So we can drive the people there.
5: Yeah, no, thank you. So the event is January 14th. It's going to be in Itasca. And you can go to our awakeisle.com website, and it shows you the little plug for it, and you can register. And this is for anybody who wants to get better equipped to have these tricky conversations and to be able to advocate respectfully and with civility. Yeah. You know, you've been painted as the bad guy because you've allowed the opposition to run amok. Right. The opposition's allowed to say, well, yes. your kids should be able to get an abortion without
3: Can you say that knowing. one more time for the people in the back that can't hear you? Can you say that again? Good night.
5: What did I just say, Don? So, the <laughs> <laughs> what did I just say? Where was I? Just we, should,
4: a- we should be allowed to say it, too.
5: Yes, that's my point. You know, yes. Stop so being the mad. left has been allowed to run amok with their values, but we have we have done it in hushed tones, or we haven't felt confident in preaching our value system. So I said to you, we're values conservationists.
4: Yeah. But let me, so well, we are talking real quick, about. Real quick, real it. quick. Real yeah. quick, real quick. I, I just need to real interject quick. one second. Do you know me and John have been talking about these sex issues in uh, in classrooms for over two years? Yeah. I've been telling a lot of, and I hate to make it a black and white real issue, quick, but I've been quick. telling black people this for I don't know how long. And guess what? My best friend just went up to his school last week, to, or the week before, to ask about these issues, these sex issues, and the people at the school told him, "Yes, we will be teaching." Wow.
3: Well, Shannon, we're we running up against a hard break. Uh, thanks so much for for calling in, and let's hope God that plays out. I'm definitely going to be there.
5: Sounds good. All Thank right. you, Shannon. Thank you. Take
3: Shannon, care, guys. Shannon Atcock mm-hmm. from Wake, Illinois. You listening to The Sean Thompson Show? We'll be right back.
0: This is the Sean Thompson Show. Where Democrats are always wrong. Republicans are seldom right. And politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM five sixty, the answer. AM five sixty, the answer.
3: Hey, hey, hey! Let us know. Creepy Joe in the ho, ho, ho. You got a There we go, Pete. Who this is, Mr. Pete? Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Thompson Show. Filling in for Sean Thompson. I'm John Anthony. Host of the hit radio show, heard every Saturday, 4 to 7. Why Why don't you go to, uh, you name the social media, YouTube. I just started a new YouTube channel because, as you know, I was kicked off of YouTube. They deleted my channel. Uh, on YouTube, so I created another one called Black and Right Radio 2.0. Or you can just look up the handle at Black and Right Radio. Follow me at uh, YouTube, um, so, uh, Facebook, uh, you name it, Truth Social. I'm on all of them. Um, Rumble, um, follow me there. Black and Right Radio, um, man, I'm telling you, this whole this this whole diversity, equity, inclusion, uh, we got we got to get our girl um, Carmen. What what was her nickname we came up with for her? Can't remember because because she wants to flip DEI. Remember how she said there's a way that Republicans can use that? Do you remember when the DEI I, I, I diversity, can, equity, and
4: inclusion I from a re- conservative I, I perspective? Can, yeah, I can remember. But I, I doubt if any conservative on this station That's would true. even try.
3: Well, I, I, I mean, I'm not I'm not a fan of I call it die. That's what it is. You want to you want to destroy a company? Put die in there. I'm telling you. Let's go to uh, Man on the Street. Uh, Mark Willemeyer. Wow. Why Miller. What's up, buddy? Hey, it's Mark Weiermiller, Man on the Street, and my new title, Opinion Contributor at
13: IllinoisReview.com. I heard you mention that earlier. Yes. Today, Illinois Review's got some great stories. They're really going after the Illinois GOP and the State Central Committee. I heard Shannon get, get a good review of that. But I have two articles in there this week. One is about the
3: meeting. I called it the airing of grievances. Which is a good uh, a thing, Mark. That, That's, that, that I, needs to happen. That's a great thing to happen. Yeah, and I, I got some blowback on it.
13: They just don't like it. And then I also have an article. I went to Phoenix this week, and I spent time with Charlie Kirk and Turning Point USA, and it was pretty exciting. I'm hoping to take you guys to CPAC with me in March.
3: Yeah, that's in so, D.C., right? Uh,
13: yeah, D.C., March 1st through the 4th. Uh, you can follow me on uh, the Facebook uh, CPAC He's attendee. Page. So. And I'm back on Twitter, too, and so is Emma Woodhouse. If you guys, I saw Twitter, that. And she's great. She'd be a great guest to have on for you guys. I'll uh, tell you how. Mark, no, she she came in and great.
3: co-hosted with me. Uh, what's that? About a month, two months ago, she came in and co-hosted with me.
13: Yeah, well, she's very good. You can follow me on Twitter too. I'm trying to get the 2,000 followers by the end of the year. So if you have nothing to do, look up Mark Weiermuller as public policy man. Quick but you guys are great. Who? Good to hear Red Velvet on there too.
10: Uh, I, <laughs> thought
4: I, I thought I thought I Black Velvet now. I thought I changed that name, man. <laughs> but I need to. No, I, I, I want to uh, ask. Well. I, I want to ask you one quick question though. Do you think? All of these stories that the Illinois Review is um, a good thing because they're rubbing a lot of people the wrong way, some of the top guys around here. So do you really think it's a good thing? A oh, clip. yeah.
13: Well, a lot of the top guys, and I hate to use that word rhino, but these 62 people that supported Richard Irvin, who was a Democrat, I know he's a friend of yours, but he was a Democrat. and should
4: no, 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 no. I'm not talking about Richard Irvin or the establishment. They're coming after some conservatives too, top guy reser- uh, conservatives. Do you think that's a good thing?
3: Well,
13: I'm not sure who they're coming after. I, uh, Are
3: you uh, talking about genie Ives and things of that nature? Yeah. People like her.
13: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't speak for her. She she didn't really look good in that uh, state central meeting. But she's she's a friend. She's a uh, yep. she's kind of up a week from Thursday out in Geneva if you're uh, looking. I'll put it on my Facebook page and your page. Okay. So I still think she's a great leader in the party and hopefully she can lead and get this thing turned around. So I, I have a lot of faith in Jeannie Ives.
10: Yeah.
3: Alright, thanks so Iron much, man. man. Appreciate it, brother.
13: All right. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy uh, New Year. Uh, No Kwanzaa. No Kwanzaa here. I don't celebrate Kwanzaa.
3: I don't celebrate Marxism. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know you guys don't like it, but I don't care. He's being nice. I don't. No, I'm not. I, no, I'm yeah, talking I about being nice. Mark is know, being nice. I know. I know. Uh, I'm not a fan of Kwanzaa at all. Just not a fan of it. Nope. Get. I will not celebrate it. Uh, got into a uh, t- text messaging fight with yeah, Phil from I Blue saw, Island about I that today. Uh, nope. I don't believe in Marxism. Guys. Hour one's done. We'll be right back.
0: This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America. He's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. This top like of me, so everybody, just follow me, because we need a little controversy.
10: It feels
3: so me. That's I'm right. Welcome like back to, to the sean Thompson, me, Thompson so Show. Everybody, just follow me, I'm John up. Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson. I feel like that. It's, it's been a little empty without me on the airwaves. You know, providing my perspective on on all these things. You know, yes, it is. You know, Rilan, I, I told you, I told you when I started the show. What did I say? What What was the one word that I kept? I kept using. I'm what. I'm you, 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 I'm mad.
4: Oh, mad, man. I'm mad. Man, I had to start thinking about the whole you first know, hour. And I'm <laughs> as mad as hell,
3: and I'm not going to take this anymore. Exactly. And and I found a new way, a new acronym for mad now. And I'm going to use it. I hope I don't get any uh, copyright or uh, any infringements what's on it. What's the word? Uh, massive attacks of disruption. Oh, that's okay. Tell me if that's not what's been happening in our country in the last decade or so. 20 20 years. I was about to say, decade. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, 20 years. You know, um, I I, got to get this book. I I already told, um, I don't like to say bunny. I think I don't want to use that name, bunny. I I thought you said no to use your real name. All right. Carlene, you got to get this book from me. The Fifth Horseman and the New Mad. How a Massive Attacks of Disruption Became the Looming existential, Existential, well, I can't say it, Danger to a Divided Nation, and the world at large. Think about that title of that book. Are we? Have we been living that for the last 20, 30 years for Yeah. Hey, I like
4: Carlene. That's a nice name. It is. I, it do, is. I don't really hear that name.
3: <laughs> she said her mom chose it. Joining <laughs> us to discuss this is the author of that book, Dr. Harlan Ullman. Dr. Ullman, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Uh, good to see you, and uh, best of the holidays. Thank you. Um, I, I, I actually call myself a disruptor. I, I believe I believe well I was put in this world to disrupt things, and and especially the status quo, especially mediocrity. I've always hated. When I was a police officer, I hated mediocrity. When I was a state rep, I hated mediocrity, and I still hate it to this day. Mediocrity. I think I think what's happening. I don't think enough people are mad. I don't think enough people understand uh, the, what you're trying to say. And in, in, is Biden the fifth horseman of the apocalypse? Was Trump? Uh, explain what you meant by that.
12: And I meant by that very simply, and it's explained by this huge pattern of icy, greasy, snowy weather that came through and really shut down America. Yeah. That was a massive attack of disruption. Mm. COVID. In COVID, a million Americans have died, which is far, far more than every American who was killed in battle since 1775. These are acts of nature that are disruptors. But they're acts of man that are also huge disruptors. Look at the war in Ukraine. Look at cyber attacks. Look at all the things that are disrupting country. Look at failed government. In our case, Congress mm. just left town passing a $1.7 trillion omnibus package. It's outrageous. It's overstuffed. It's oversized. And it's just another example about why our government is just failed and failing massively
3: disruptive. Yeah. And, and that's that's really yep. interesting coming from you because you're a distinguished graduate of the U.S. Naval Academy, and you also hold a PhD from the Fletcher School of Law and Diplom- Diplomacy um, by Taft- Tufts and Harvard University. Um, but you know what? I mean, I mean, because you you can speak to these issues. You've 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 talked with secretaries of state. You've um, been over in NATO dealing with NATO issues and things of that nature. Um, what do you think is the next disruption that, that we will see in America? Well,
12: we're going to see lots of that and the most immediate one will be to our energy infrastructure due to weather, uh, due to cyber attacks, uh, due to perhaps a spike in oil and gas prices. I think that's inevitable. Uh, Forty years ago, a think tank in Washington, a prominent think tank, said the most dangerous vulnerability we have in America is our power grid. That was 40 years ago. Do you wow. think the power grid is any better? No. Nope. And the irony here, John, is that this common sense can resolve these issues. We're going to spend about $1.7 trillion on the infrastructure bill, on the chips and science bill, and on the so-called Inflation Reduction Act. That could propel our infrastructure across the board to the 21st century. But who's in charge? Yeah. Who's in charge of the oversight? You cannot tell me that. Right. And so on the one hand, we have this huge potential in America on the other hand, we have these massive attacks of disruption in which we're really allowing other issues, the divisions in America, Republicans versus Democrats, in which there's no longer civility and compromise. The other party is the enemy. Fifty years ago, it was difficult to marry outside your religion. People frowned on her. Yeah. Now it's difficult to marry outside your political party. Yeah, I, I couldn't exist, absurd, sir.
3: That's an absurdity. I couldn't exist. I'm black and white, so... <laughs> You know, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to exist. <laughs> you know, uh, absolutely.
12: You know, until so my point is in, in the book I got. Look, I've got three uh, chapters on how we fix all this. I'll give you two examples. The omnibus bill that was just passed was forty one hundred and fifty five pages. Nobody read it. Nobody understood nope. yep. that. Yep. It would be like reading War Tolstoy's War and Peace six times in a single night. Whoa. Go through that. How do you fix that? Very simple. You hold members of Congress to the same standard that chief executive officers in public companies are held to. That before they vote on a bill, they've got to say that they have read and understood it. Mm. Which means that bills will be written in English. They will be written in time enough that so people will see them. And instead of being four thousand pages, there'll be a hundred pages. In 1975, when Don Rumsfeld, who was a native of Illinois in Chicago, was Secretary of Defense, first time. The defense bill was a hundred pages long. Wow. Now it's ten and, and that was when we we're getting out of Vietnam. So you've got to be able to say to Congress, damn it, read these bills. Yeah. If you can't read them, don't say if I didn't do it, the government's gonna shut down. That's a lame excuse.
10: That's Second true.
12: Who is the chief operating officer in this country to make sure the government works? You don't have one. No. You've got a president, but the president's playing regardless of whether he or she is a Republican or a Democrat, is completely overloaded. That person is the head of the country, the head of the government, the head of the party, and the head of the nation. Yeah. Who is the chief operating officer? So when we say, here's $1.7 trillion we're going to use for infrastructure, who's in charge? Those are two commonsensical fixes that I've argued for. Members of Congress have got to read bills before they vote on them. Yeah. And we need a chief operating officer to make the trains run on time.
3: Yeah, but common simple.
12: It does not take any uh, kind of change to the Constitution.
3: And
12: yeah. I will bet you a year from now, five years from now, John, we'll still be arguing, why can't we do this?
3: Yeah, but common sense in, in, in Congress. You know, one of the things I prided myself on when I was a state representative, I actually did read bills. Um, I, w- I would, you know, go into my, my room and, and actually read what I was actually voting for, except those bills that they, they, they set an hour, they suspended the rules and put a bill on the floor that didn't go through committee, wasn't vetted by committee, and then I I would always vote no on any bill that came out like that. So I'm of sorry, I, how you doing,
4: Absolutely. sir? Uh, yeah. on, on, up until you mentioned the ommunist bill, I was about to ask you a question about what specifically can you point to that uh, was a massive disruption to this president and the last president? But you mentioned ammunis bill, but Honestly, that's a foregone conclusion. Each president will have to pass a massive, massive spending bill for the, the country to move forward, and they'll just raise taxes to pay for it. So that's just a given. I know you don't want that to happen, but it will. Now, with Republicans taking over the House, none of that's going to happen. Their, their feet are going to be held to the fire about everything. But, you know, you're just going to have to get with the omnibus bills for now on. But what— Else can you contribute to this president or the past president? That's a massive uh, disruption.
12: Well, I I don't think they were either of them very good at governing. In many ways, they've made massive mistakes for different reasons. And they've helped both presidents. And this goes back. I mean, the last competent president we've had, in my mind, was George H.W. Bush, Mm. who lost, as you know, uh, to Bill Clinton in 1992. That's That's 30 years ago. And so I think every president since then, regardless of their personality, has not served as a very, very good president. You say that the House House under the Republicans is going to make a difference. It will be an absolute disaster. And the reason it will be a disaster is because both political parties are so dominated by their extreme wings that the center cannot hold. What's the biggest problem the House is facing right now? Who is going to be the Majority, who is going to be the Speaker of the House right now? Nobody really knows. And by the way, if you read the Constitution, and if the Republicans were really clever, you do not have to be an elected member of Congress to it's be true. the Speaker of the House. They could make Donald Trump the Speaker <laughs> of the House.
3: Matt Gates, Think about
12: how that would go yeah. down. But Kevin McCarthy is by no means a slam dunk the Speaker, and he's going to have to make so many concessions to right. the right-wing crazies, just like Nancy Pelosi had to do with some of the left-wing people, that I just think the 118th Congress is going to be even more disruptive than the 117th Congress, simply because this country is so divided. Yeah. The Republican Party no longer exists as the old Republican Party. It's Trump's own party. And the Democratic Party is so progressive, it's no longer the so-called old blue dog Democrats. Hey, hey
3: Dr. Olman, we, we, got about, we got about two minutes, I think. I want to we, yeah. really quickly get your opinion on this. Sure. By passing this $1.7 trillion bill, didn't they handicap this incoming Congress? Because if they would have just passed, you know, the, the stopgap measure to get through right. the, to get through whatever months, the Republicans then would have had more leverage. Did the, these Republicans who voted for that bill, didn't they take away the leverage from the incoming um, Republicans in the House?
12: Not really, because they were stuck with an omnibus bill. Look. There are so many parts in this bill that people could never vote for if they came up as single measures. The best thing about the omnibus bill is you say, "Look, if I didn't vote for it, the government would shut down, and I don't have That's to." That's a good thing, probably. The things I don't like. Well, yeah. But the other thing you have to realize is a continuing resolution is absolutely destructive to the executive branch. For example, in the Pentagon, every day there's a continuing resolution because budgets are frozen yeah. at last year's level is costing the Pentagon about $500 million a day in waste. And that's the trouble with the continuing resolution. It probably wastes 10 or 15% over the course of a year. Yeah. So what you're doing is saying the government cannot work. Wow. Uh, and so you've got no good choice. You ought to have this omnibus bill, which, by the way, does fix the Electoral Count Act of 1887 that led to the January 6th riots. But it also, believe it or not, allows graduates of the service academies who play football to play in the NFL before active duty. Yeah. Now that's absurd, yeah. but that's just another example <laughs> of what you get out of this omnibus bill
10: yeah. which you
12: had to pass, otherwise government would be shut down, and the full faith and cup credit of the United States government would be at risk. Yeah. By the way, they haven't raised the debt ceiling yet, Yeah. and that's going to be another huge problem because if they don't raise the debt ceiling, that could also collapse the government. Right. So you've got these huge issues. Neither party is in agreement with what needs to be done, and neither party itself is in agreement because of the various left and, left and right
3: problems. And and Dr. Omer, so, we've we, we've shifted so far left that the pendulum is so far left. It's 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 going to be crazy. But where can people go and, and get your no,
12: book? I disagree with you. We've gone in both both parties. We've gone in the opposite direction. Yeah. Some of the Republican Party has gone so far right to be nuts.
3: No, I mean as far as governing right now, we because the left has been. I mean Nancy Pelosi's been in the House. I mean that 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 pendulum has shifted in the House so far left because of the AOC and the, the squad and all those people running con, running in the, in, running the House basically. Is that no, what I I'm think speaking? I, of?
12: I, no, I wouldn't. I think you. I think you exactly just like you could say that during the Trump administration we shifted so far right. No, I don't think we swung. I swung as far left or right as you think. But what we have done yeah. is to cripple government. So what we are doing is stupid and, con- con- uh, and and contradictory and not in the best interest of all the Americans. When you're right. elected to Congress, as you were, when you were a state representative, you're representing all the people.
3: That's right. That well, my, so well, my district first. I represent my Absolutely. district first, then the, the rest of so the But you're representing
12: all the people in your yeah. district. You don't care whether they're white no, or I didn't. green or whatever, or Republican or Democrat. Yeah. Right. What's happened today is members of Congress, both houses... Represent their parties and yeah. their constituents. Well, not both parties.
3: We'll have to. we we'll have to respect. I, I respectfully disagree with with how Nancy Pelosi did the House. But where can people find your book?
12: Anywhere in Amazon, you get it tomorrow.
3: Yeah, the, and the,
12: I hope they read it because it's even more relevant today. I would just say that Mad now has become M A D D because <laughs> massive attacks of destruction disruption have become massive attacks of destruction. Wow. As COVID and as this huge storm, climate change have shown. This is serious stuff, Yeah, and we can deal with it if we use common sense. But my concern, John, as we've been saying, is we lack common sense. That's right. And government is just not governing the way it needs to under
3: these circumstances. That's right. The name of the book, The Fifth Horseman and the New Mad, How Massive Attacks of Disruption Became the Looming Existential Danger to a Divided Nation and the World at Large. Dr. Harlan Allman, thank you so much for joining the Sean Thompson Show. Good to be with you and have a happy new year. You too. I hope, you as well. <laughs> oh, I hope so too. Uh, you listen to the Sean Thompson show. We'll be right back.
0: He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson show on AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer.
3: How fitting this song. Come on. Y'all going to make me lose my mind. That is so true. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson. I'm sure he's enjoying himself right now away, probably from the state of Illinois, enjoying himself in good, old, um, warm and sunny Florida. I don't know if, if it's warm in Florida right now, you know, with, with these storms crisscrossing the country right now. Did you see that in New York, Vilan? What happened in New York? Um, some of the football players got back to their trucks, and they were literally hauling, at least twelve inches of snow away. No, in the in the beds of their trucks. No, yeah, they, they couldn't get in their cars because they the um, the um, snow pile, plows had burrowed them in, <laughs> buried them in. I should say that's crazy. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but yeah, I, I I totally disagree with that 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 last guess about this country lurching to the left. There's no way this country is lurching to the right um, because we have people like Mitch McConnell, you know, and people like. Your boy McCarthy. Um, <laughs> Look, serious, I just man. told you who
9: I thought was going to get it. That's all. I'm
3: serious though, but you know, I, I, there's no way we, we, we've lurched to the left, to the right. No way whatsoever with Nancy Pelosi having the gavel. That's that's, that's my two cents. Let's go to Craig from Mountwood. You've been holding. Thanks so much for your patience.
8: Hello, Mr. Anthony. Hello there. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, it it's usually uh hello, Mr. Thompson. Anyway. Hey. <laughs> so and, uh how do you uh also Verlon? What's going on? Uh man? you you guys are a couple of good uh uh substitute hosts, that's for sure. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. Oh, Thank you. cool. Hey, listen, um there's uh very little I actually agreed with with that um someone that was uh speaking yeah. just uh had their uh and a number of things comments he made I I'm not gonna waste time on it. But anyways, um but here's the thing, uh you know when they uh did this uh um omnibus thing, and there was whatever a couple dozen uh, of the Republicans that joined in, and that it's very clear to me, this isn't about stupidity or being. Dumb. No, this is collusion. You want to know about collusion? This is where you have Republicans who are absolutely rotten, no good rats, yep. and they're they're in the Republican Party. They're not Republicans. Yep. They are secret destroy agents and everything. We would a power of the purse that they threw away, yep. they threw it away for a reason. And the reason was was because the the rats that are actually Democrats that voted in that have the Rs and pretend ours, they basically teamed up to make sure that thing got through. I was so
3: sure that the, the business as usual with this regime. Craig, I was shocked at Tom Cotton though. Tom Cotton that vote Tom Cotton shocked me that he would vote something like that. You know, I mean, he has, a lo- he has been squishy, you know, during the Trump 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 years. But I, I, that that I was shocked, Mike. And you know, I agree a hundred percent. You are dead on. A guy like that, what is he thinking? What?
8: He, I would love to take an answer, can What what? How could how could you join that group?
4: Right. No, no, no. So no. Why does it? Doesn't, it doesn't surprise me, Craig, because when you're on your way out, how do you want to be? Is re- re- on his how, way out? Yeah, he's on his way out. Oh. Okay. How do you want to be remembered? You want to take something home to your state? Because say you vote no. And you leave with nothing. Now, nobody's going to talk about him. But guess what? I remember him as a traitor now. I just remember him as a traitor. But nobody's going to be talking about him in the future, just like the other guys that was hardcore conservatives that wouldn't have voted Ooh. for You don't talk about them either. Oh. You don't talk right, about Eric so Cantor. Me, go. You don't talk about the other guy that was all on Fox, uh, former FBI guy. What did he start doing when he got on Fox? And you know what? He started uh, uh, covering for the FBI. What's his name? That's the I can't think his name.
3: That's the problem, Vlon. But he always voted no. Who gives a damn you don't get a... B- a name, a building with your name on it. that's what? what they, that's you're what they sending want. this country. Mike Lee said it best. This is why we $31 trillion in debt because of voting for crap like this. They want to be Sean. I, Sean called them right. Political. What? <laughs> that's yeah, what
4: they are. But they want to be immortalized. So yeah. your name being hey, on a building Mitchell or a statue.
3: A hey, Hey, Mitchell, Greg, Greg, Mike, hold the line. We'll be right back.
0: He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer.
3: Welcome back to The Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony. Filling in for Sean Thompson, host of Black and White right Radio, heard every Saturday from 4 to 7. Um, I'm, I'm so excited about our next guest, but before we get him on, I want to I wanna clear this phone um, because there's some really good conversation, um, I think, in these calls. Let's start with Rich from Indian Head Park. Rich, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hey,
4: hi, John. Hey, hi, everyone. How you guys doing? Tonight? How's it going, right. Rich? I just want to ask you something before you say anything. Has anybody okay. ever told you that you sound like Joe Pesci. <laughs> Man, you sound like a mobster, (laughs) man, from Goodfellas. I love it. Hey, he's from Head Park. (laughs) Go figure. (laughs) Go ahead, (laughs) ahead, (laughs) bitch.
8: What I wanted to say, uh, John, is uh, you know, you're talking about being mad. The uh, the Republican voters should be mad. Some of these guys, uh, these Republicans, they're always caving into the Democrats. Why don't they want to dictate what goes on? If you don't like something in that bill, why are you voting for it? just to get a little piece or something because you're going to retire, you want a building right. or whatever named after you, that's not looking out for the people. No, it's you not, You need Rich. to take back the government. The Republicans need to take it back. And if you need to shut down the government, shut it down. They're not doing anything for the American people nowadays anyway.
3: Well, Rich, one of the things well, they do. I mean, hey, Rich, Rich, I don't Rich, hey Rich, one of the things they yes. do. One of the things they do, we, you, and I'll be having a senator on who serves now, right now down in Springfield. They put poison pills in there, f- specific for that reason, so they can run ads on them in the next election cycle. So if they vote against it, that's one. That's they. This is the Democrats' bread and butter. Republicans do the same thing, but you know we're not used to that here in Illinois, uh, as far as being in charge. So <laughs> we we haven't done it, but they do it other in other places though. Well, they need to change their ways. Right, I agree. Thanks so much for calling, Rich. Appreciate your call. Let's go to Greg from Lagrange. Greg, welcome
4: to the Sean Thompson hey. Show. <clears throat>
13: Hey, good evening, John Anthony. Hey, and Antoine.
4: How's it going?
3: Hey, man,
14: I got a man a couple for you guys, man. I thought they took you off the air. I was cursing a blue streak. <laughs> the no, I'll uh... just have to. Hit, I'll have to hit you up after math.
3: <laughs> no, um, go ahead, but
14: I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll tell you what. A real man doesn't need a name put on a building to to you know for his legacy. His legacy is stone with his family and his ethics and his moral and how he lived his life. Amen. Richard Shelby, all the names inscribed, his name inscribed on every building in the world. It won't change a damn thing. He, he, he sold out. Amen. And I, I, the thing I don't get is, which your last guess? I'm not going to nitpick, but with the left, I mean, it has been a complete coercion and basically strong arming of the American public in any number of ways, whether it be with masks with, with the soft uh, mandates to uh, get everybody exposed to these shots, to what our children are being exposed to, I think there's a far, far more insidious streak in our politics these days and in the, the party in power right now. And you could see it right now with the executive branch. I mean, the, the border's wide open and they continue to lie about it. Yeah. I think we're in a much much darker place, Yeah. and for the Republicans in, in federally act just like they do in the state of Illinois. Yeah, that's... they're happy to get their earmarks. They're happy to get their little piece, and they're content with not being in the spotlight. Not all
3: Republicans. I I I know a lot of good ones. There are some good Republican lawmakers in, down in Springfield. They're not all that way. I mean, some of them. Yeah, you're right. It's it's amazing to me that you can put out a bill of that magnitude and yeah.
14: have people sign off on it. They would never do that if it was a contract to have their house done. Why? Exactly. Because they're not on the line. Exactly. This is our money. These are our lives that are they're risking for their own uh, benefit. Yeah. They need to be taken out of power through our election process. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks I'm so much.
10: Take
3: right. it easy. Thank you. Um, you know, I, as I said, I was going to bring in um, uh, State Senator Neil Anderson. I, I didn't know this about him. I did not know he was a walk-on at the University of Nebraska. Mm-hmm. You know, now it explains why he took he chose the profession of being a fireman. <laughs> 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 Senator Neil Anderson, uh, State uh, State Senator for the thirty-sixth district in the state of Illinois. Welcome to the Sean Thompson Show.
6: Thanks for having me, buddy. You not sleep? <laughs>
3: <laughs> or, or, or food? Man,
6: what food are you cooking? It, I tell you what, it never ends with you cops. I just oh. it, it's never any battle. Listen, it's the one thing cops and firemen have in common, though, is yeah. they all want to be firemen.
3: Oh, so. which we, are just your heroes? That's all. You know, cops are your fireman heroes. You know, you couldn't make it out to be a cop, so you became a fireman.
4: Can I ask both of you one thing? Yeah. Where did where did this rivalry come from? I've been hearing this for so many years between firemen and police.
3: Firemen started. It because they wanted to be us. (laughs) they hate us because they hate yeah. us <laughs> no I tell you what honestly though it's one of those
6: things it's like it's like army versus marine corps yeah. right yeah it's uh, there's constant uh, there, there's constant jabs being thrown and everybody says you know we're the best they're the best whatever uh, but at the end of the day it's all, it all comes from a, a place of love and yeah. um, we, we, we work together we see the same stuff so um, it's, a, it's a very nice friendly rivalry
4: well I'm gonna tell you this much this much I do know firemen's the better cooks
3: they are no they got all day oh no. for sure dude they have they have a whole what 24 hour shift <laughs> to, to cook come yeah. on oh, yeah. sorry. I, 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 we, I don't want to belabor the time because i know you got to get to dinner um uh, senator i know you want to talk about the two-way stuff I, but let's talk to us really i mean what is house bill fifty eight fifty five? i saw you make a post and i saw some of the comments and i was like oh because you basically said it they're coming for your guns is that true in House Bill fifty eight fifty five?
6: Yeah, it's absolutely true, and this is this goes back to you know everything that the uh, we conservatives have been saying for the last two decades. Right? Is um, you know government is not your friend. They are coming for your Second Amendment rights, and the left's answer has always been. No, they're not. We just want to try to make it harder for bad guys to have guns. And here we are, fast forward to, uh, this, this house bill. It is an all out ban on 90% of firearms out there today. So any, any firearm that has a detachable magazine, um, has uh, a magazine that holds more than uh more than 10 rounds. So I carry a Glock 19. That is my concealed carry carry gun. Yeah. It has a mag uh uh bigger than um 10 rounds. So that would be outlawed. Yep. And so all these all these firearms that are ni- that encompass 90% of firearms today are going to be instantly outlawed. The only way you get to keep them is if you register them with state police and pay a $25 fee uh, per firearm. So there's no grandfather so,
3: clause? There's no grandfather clause in this for people that are actually own them today.
6: Not as of right now. No. Oh my God. And, um, you know, that, that's what we're seeing. So instantly you are going to make law abiding gun owners felons overnight because I'm telling you what, um, nobody is going to register that firearms. Not me. I won't. I'm sorry. Nobody's going to do that. Right. Because registration leads to confiscation, sure. so this the registration is the same thing as confiscation.
4: That's true. Well, you know what? Okay, by you being a a, a a firefighter and by John being a former police officer, aren't you all grandfather, grandfathered in?
6: No. Yeah, so the only thing in the language that we've seen thus far, and it's it, it, so far it's just been subject matter hearings, so we haven't actually seen the bill, but what we've heard in the subject matter hearings are there is a grandfather clause uh, of some sort for law enforcement and military, okay. but it allows law enforcement to be able to carry their duty weapon when they're on duty. So a lot of officers take their uh, their uh squad's home when they get off duty. Right,
10: right.
6: Uh especially if they're like K9 units or whatever. But the minute that that officer is off duty and he gets out of his out of his squad car, he is illegal carrying that sidearm from oh, his driveway to his house. No.
3: Wait, 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 wait. What happens is a federal law that uh I have to look it up, but that that allows a cop to carry off duty
4: because they, you know, they, you the know they say a police officer is always on duty. Hold on, go ahead.
3: Yeah. Here's the thing, John. This
6: is exactly why my message to everybody out there is do your worst. Oh, God. Do whatever you want to do. I just hope they keep it as bad as this because we will break it off in their you-know-what in court. Yeah. Um.
3: So so what, what's the legislative intent of this bill? I mean, you know, I, I don't... I, is this because of what happened in, in Highland Park and things of that nature?
6: Which this was a trap, is what see? the left does. Yeah. The, the, John, this is exactly what the left does. You know it as well as anybody. This is an emotional reaction to something bad that happened, and it's all coming from people that 99% of them have never owned a firearm, uh. have never fired a firearm, and know nothing about firearms, wow. which is why I filed legislation again this year that basically says that you cannot um, file gun legislation unless you have the uh, equivalent of a concealed carry course.
3: <laughs> Let me guess, which which uh, which uh, uh, committee did it fall in? The, sub, the subcommittee? <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, John.
4: <laughs> oh, good Lord. But you know, I said this. I said, you know, it all stemmed from Highland Park because it was a long gun that was used. But like I said uh, on one of the last shows of Black and Right, I said, when is the last time a long gun, a Tec-9, a chopper, or Uzi has been used in a carjacking?
3: And, and Senator, 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 I need to hold you over for break. We got to go to break. I want to hold you over for break, yeah. and I want you to answer that question. Then we'll talk about you being the chairman of a 2A pack as well. You're listening to The Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back with Senator Neil Anderson.
0: Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM five sixty. The answer.
3: Oh, welcome back. Oh, hey, hey, power, power that beat. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, sitting in for Sean Thompson, host of Black and White right, Radio, heard every Saturday from four to seven. Sitting in with my main man, the troublemaker himself, Verlon. Now, I want to hear the answer to that question.
4: Yeah. Senator, can you pose a question? Oh, the question that I uh, yeah. posed before the break was, why do they want to get rid of all of the big guns, the so-called scary guns, when none of these guns was used in a crime, like back in the day, like in 96, 97, the Uzi, the Chopper, the Tech-9, none of wait, these- Wait, wait,
3: don't uh, forget the Assault Rifle 15, you know, the, the one oh, they call the, the, AR, Ar- the AR-15. <laughs> I'm sorry, None
4: ahead. of these guns have been used in carjackings or- in any inner city, any inner city killings, it's only been handguns. What's the purpose of this bill when these big guns aren't being used?
6: Yeah, well, I think that that points just to how illogical things like this are. So the latest FBI data we have uh, shows that um, out of almost 14,000 homicides in the United States, um 364 used rifles, not assault rifles, rifles in general. So all rifles, um, 600 homicides of that 14,000 was with fists. Oh, um, 1500 were blunt force objects. So if we're going by their logic of outlawing things that hurt people, Ouch. um, we should be outlawing baseball bats and hammers right. way before we outlaw nice. rifles, right? Nice. Yeah, knives are another big one. Um, I think knives are fifteen hundred. Yeah. Um, wow. So yeah, it's it's um, it's absolutely ridiculous, and this just shows how illogical the left is and how emotionally driven they are.
3: Yeah, and and Senator, you st- you, you you serve as a chairman of a uh, two two a patriot political action committee. Um, I mean, th- you you it's needed because you see the onslaught of the attacks on our Second Amendment rights in a a place like Illinois. So what do you do? What's the pack and how can people find it?
6: Yeah, so I'm founder and chairman of the Two A Patriot Pact, and um, when I first became a legislator, I kind of saw the there there was kind of an oversight in uh, political action when it comes to the Second Amendment. So you have the NRA out there, which is a great organization, but they focus more on the federal side. Um, Groups like Gun Gun Owners of America, they focus on. Hey, Senator, Senator,
3: Senator, I'm sorry, we're running up against a hard break, and I know you got to go to dinner. What's the website? Uh, it's
6: 2APatriotpac.org. If you have time, go ahead and visit our website. Um, we'd love to have
3: some yeah, help. Yeah, you got to get into studio with me. That way we you have all the time you need. How about that?
6: Sounds good, buddy. I can all talk right. about guns for days.
3: <laughs> Senator Neil Anderson, thanks much for joining us. You're listening to The Sean Thompson Show. Oh, I love that
0: music. We'll be right back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck.
3: Welcome back, Hour 3 of the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, filling in for Sean Thompson, um, host of the hit radio show, Black and Right Radio, heard every Saturday from 4 to 7. While you're at it, why don't you go over and head over to 560 The Answer, click on the podcast, download the Black and Right podcast, follow me on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, I'm everywhere. Truth Social, it was it Gab? I'm on them all. Follow me there. Um, Vilan, um, you know, when 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 we talk about immigration, you know, you 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 get all these different terms that are thrown out at you, right? Yeah. You know when 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 you believe that people should come in this country through the proper channels. Uh, you get called all type of names. Oh yeah! I, I'll never forget when Marco Rubio and the gang it was the gang of eight. Gang of eight. Gang of eight. They tried to to to, to change the, the 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 in my opinion archaic immigration system that we have here in the state in the in the country. Uh, I, I didn't like everything they, they they were trying to do, but I think I think when you look at people who want to come to this country, and I, and I always say this, you know this, Valon. There's so many people wanting to get into the greatest country ever devised but nobody wanted to leave to go to some other <laughs> people are, are, are losing their, their lives trying to get to this country mm-hmm. and you have these spoiled brats who are here. You know, Brittany Griner uh, comes to mind and, and how she felt about America before she was locked up in a Russian gulag prison. I think, I hope she's changed her mind about how she feels about this, but I I I really think chaos is happening at our border and this current president isn't doing anything. I believe my Mayorkas should be impeached. Uh, I hope that's one of the, uh, either impeach or he needs to lose his job. Because what's happening at our border, especially when we were fixing the problem under the Trump administration, joining us to discuss this in more detail is Simon Hankinson. He's a senior research fellow in the border security and immigration center at the uh, an institute that I believe if, if, if more people, would go to this site, the Heritage Foundation. I really believe the Heritage Foundation has some of the richest information out there in the stratosphere. Mr. Hankinson, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Alex, oh, great to be with you. Thank you. Okay, now, you know, I always, now, as a, as a former elected official, I understand the titles and things of, you know, the names that they give bills and, and, and to the people in Rio Lindo, as, as Rush Limbaugh would say, what is Title 42, which I just saw that the uh, the court just um, stated, basically allowing it to continue. What is Title 42, and why is it important that Americans understand it? Sure. Um, it,
15: Title 42 is a, uh, a, a law that came in 1944, I think it was, uh, in order to allow border officials to expel people who had uh, you know, diseases like probably at that time, tuberculosis. Uh, and then in uh, March 2020, the Trump administration kind of dug it up and realized that they could use it to uh, keep people out who had COVID, which was pretty uh, pretty serious at that time. And so they've been using it, um, or they used it for for a long time. When the Biden administration came in, they actually tried to get rid of it in April of uh, 2021 um, and stop using Title uh, 42, but they were sued, and it's basically been in the courts ever since. I think the latest decision today—I just heard—the Supreme Court ruled that it's going to—they're they're, going to allow it to uh, stay um, in, in the toolbox, if you like, until they make a decision, probably sometime in 2023.
3: Wow. Do, do you think this administration really wants to tackle the the immigration? fiasco that's happening at our border?
15: No, and in fact, I think that they're the ones responsible for it. I mean, the they're, they're reason why we have this disaster at the border, and I, I don't say that lightly. I mean, it, historically, uh, this is the worst it has ever been. We've got numbers coming in now 200,000 a month plus uh, that we've never seen before for an extended period of time, and it's been basically 18, 19 months in a row. Right. Um, it, since Biden took over, million people encountered, probably half of those people were released into the country and are now kind of in some sort of uh, limbo status, probably claiming asylum, some of them, although most of them won't get it. Uh, So no, I think it's been a deliberate policy. And the irony of all this is, you know, we keep talking about Title 42 like it's going to save us all from, from the, the disaster at the border. But the Biden administration has been doing their best to, to get rid of it, to stop yeah. using it. And they've been forced by the courts to uh, at least keep it in their toolbox. And they've only used it for about uh, half the people who, who arrive at the border illegally.
3: Yeah. And, and, and I loved your article, The Six Biggest Lies from Majorca's and DHS, about um, Team Biden's post-Title. 42 plans. Give us a synopsis of, of, of this article and, and head over to Heritage.org and, and, and read that article by Simon Hankinson, Se- Senior Research Fellow at Heritage. Uh, give us a synopsis of, of, of this article uh, because you had some key takeaways and you also listed the six biggest lies. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, the, the first lie
15: is is that it's, you know, Congress's fault that they haven't acted and they haven't done immigration reform. And what you have to understand is that uh, immigration reform means two different things. If you're on the left, it usually means let everybody in and give everybody amnesty if they're here illegally. On the right, it usually means let's enforce the law and make the process work better so that we can have whatever legal number Congress picks and let them in. Um, the, The administration has decided to take Border Patrol off the line and have them uh, join up with other people from, from Homeland Security to process as many people as they can get in, give them parole uh, in violation of what the law intended, and just release them into the interior. Uh, the second big lie, I would say, is that it was broke when they found it. And I think you pointed out uh, when we first started that under under President Trump, we actually had the lowest uh, numbers. I think he reduced illegal immigration by 85 percent by January uh at the end of his administration.
4: How you doing, sir? Um, John alluded to it earlier when we started this segment. He talked about Marco Rubio and the Gang of Eight trying to come to some sort of solution, which was some immigration reform that they had thought up of, of, uh, you know, people, they're not not necessarily jumping the line, but wait about 20 years before they get citizenship. Now, and he got his head torn off uh, about trying to come to this solution about uh, immigration reform. So what do we do? Well, we have about 50 million illegal aliens here in this country. They've been lying since 2000, 2000, 2001, saying we have 11.5 million. Do we try to come to some form of immigration reform, like Marco Rubio and the Gang of Eight, or do we just grant who's ever here amnesty? Which one do we do?
15: Well, I definitely don't think you grant amnesty, because then... You're effectively saying to all the people who waited in line and did it the right way, you know, you guys are, are suckers, you're patsies, um, and we're saying we don't have laws. We're not a country of law. I think an amnesty sends the absolute wrong signal out there It says just come in any way you can, and then eventually we'll, we'll make it right and we'll make you legal. Um, as to a deal, I mean, this has been the most elusive thing for, I think the last big piece of immigration uh, legislation was like 1996, and before that, 1986, and before that, 1965. So, you know, it's been 40 years since we had anything, or 30 years at least, since we had any any reform. Um, but at some point, you know, there's going to have to be a deal. People are going to have to make uh, sacrifices, and neither side is going to get 100% of what they want. But I'll tell you, at this time, People on on my side of this argument, conservatives who want legal immigration, but they want the rules to be enforced, you know, they're mad because uh, this administration is basically just riding roughshod over congressional intent and and the will of the people, and they're allowing anybody who wants to to come in. Uh, And so at this point, I think the appetite to be reasonable just isn't there.
4: So who's unreasonable? Is it the conservatives? Because with someone like Marco Rubio that's pretty level-headed about things, he's going to get torn apart if they even try to make a deal i think making someone wait 20 years register they wait 20 years do everything the right way and then you get granted citizenship since you've already probably been here for 20 or 30 years and you've been in the shadows why do conservatives want to tear down someone who's level-headed that way to try to come to a reasonable deal Well, I think there are,
15: you know, the conservative movement, the the Republican Party, there's not 100 percent agreement on on this. I mean, there are conservatives who uh, think that, that they should make some kind of a deal to allow people who are brought over here as children some form of legal status. Uh, There are others who don't think that there should be any kind of amnesty under any name. I think right now that's kind of our our position in heritage because, you know, we're not seeing anything on the table that would make uh, any sacrifice like that even remotely worthwhile. But I take your point, you know, that out of the the illegals in the U.S., I don't know, if it's certainly not 11 million anymore. It may not be as high as 50 million, but somewhere in between. um, It it would be incredibly difficult to, to expel, you know, the population of Portugal from the United States in a reasonable period of time. Yeah,
3: right. What, what 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 is what does it say about our governing authorities when they'll send another forty five billion over to Ukraine, but we have chaos at our border and nothing to that. What does what, what, what does that say about who we are as a nation? And uh, not only that, but I think uh, in
15: the budget that just uh, uh, the omnibus spending bill that just got passed, there was something like half a billion dollars for border security yes. in, like, uh, Egypt yes. and, uh, you know, countries across the across the way from us. You know, look, it says that their priorities just aren't aren't there. I mean, how many times has President Biden been to the border? Uh, precisely zero right. uh, since he became president. And I, I believe the last time he got any more close was 2008. Wow. Um, and our vice president, who's supposed to be in charge of this portfolio, yeah, she's never really been down there. No. So they're not taking this seriously. They don't think they're losing any votes. They don't think uh, anybody cares that they care about. So they're just going to continue to push as far as they can until somebody – calls into
3: account. Wow. Mr. Hankerson, I, I I would love to. I have a show that I do every Saturday called Black and Right. I would love to have you as a guest on my show because I because I do think we need a real comprehensive uh, immigration reform to change it because people do want to come to the greatest country um, known to man right now. And um, we, 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 we do have to fix it because it's so archaic. I mean, when was the last time, really quickly, when was the last time we really did any meaningful um, immigration reform? Reagan? Reagan? Uh,
15: in 1986, the last big one, that was a big amnesty in exchange for uh, workplace enforcement to stop more people coming in. But they did the amnesty, and they just didn't do the enforcement. Correct. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people on the right got pretty badly burned. They tried again in 96, um,
3: but again, the enforcement part just wasn't carried through. So it's been a long time. Yeah, he's the senior research fellow at Heritage, Simon Hankinson. Go read his article, The Six Biggest Lies from Mayorkas and DHS, about Team Biden's post-title 42 plans. Thank you so much for joining us on the Sean Thompson show. It's my pleasure. Be glad to be with you anytime. We'll do. Thank you. He was great. Uh, you listen to the Sean Thompson show. We'll be right back.
0: He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on the Sean Thompson show. On AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer.
3: Can't touch this, super free. I can't touch this. But welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. Filling in for Sean Thompson, John Anthony, host of the hit radio show heard every Saturday four to seven. Uh, Black and white radio. Which say, what'd you say for super, super free, Rick I James.
4: It is. I know what. I do, I know why would you go straight to MC Hammer? Because you and I had that argument about MC Hammer. Not not MC Hammer versus Rick James. No, what was it? who was it? It wasn't. It wasn't MC it Hammer. Nor was no, it. Wasn't. No, you didn't. We, did.
3: <laughs> we did discuss MC Hammer. You wanted to take no.
4: Hammer. No no, no, no,
3: no. Remember, I was going to take Hammer because you picked Vanilla Ice. Remember? Right, right. But you didn't keep Hammer. Right, I didn't. No, I went for Ice Cube.
4: No, you went for Tupac.
3: Tupac, oh, of course.
4: Look at you, your man. It. Man,
3: let's just take the call, man. Your man I, all dude, over. The I got place. five kids, man. Come on, cut me some slack, <laughs> Jack. Let's go to Mitchell. Mitchell, thank you so much for the gift, Mitch. Man. Hey, my, my pleasure. To Is this seeing, you? Uh, Aaron, but, Is this you? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so I
7: I recorded all the drums. Um, I was an original band. I was a drummer in L.A. from... Um, from 97 2008. And I was mostly in cover bands because that's where you made the money. But, you know, there were three years I wanted to do originals in LA with a band where you sat together and actually wrote songs together, you know, without backing tracks. Everything is done, you know, we record everything live. So I want to give your staff a copy of each one. The band is called Bluster and Fury. Um, it's a very, it's a departure. So it's the sound, Verlon, that you probably would that so would relate to like the late 90s, early 90s, kind of oh. like really more where they bitter. And um, it's like it's, it's like Toad the Wet Sprocket meets um, the church. George Michaels? And, no. Uh, no George Michaels. No George Michaels. And I asked you guys to listen to first to the last track. It's called Always Not Right. And it really reflects the attitudes that we find ourselves in corrupt state of Illinois and actually how we are operating under this system. It's always not right, especially in Illinois. So, um, you know, I, uh, I got a whole bunch. Of, I got these CDs from my uh, my co uh, band member who I haven't seen in years, and um, you know he sent me a whole bunch of them. And I was just going, so I thought maybe if all of your staff and because I've your shows and all the shows, but uh, I know you, Verlon, you enjoy, you both enjoy music, What's and this, I think if you go through each one, music is a very as sub- you both know, it's subjective. You know, you might like uh, George Michael's, I like Duran Duran. Okay, I might like you know uh, so the Red it, you might like Bachman Turner Overdrive right yeah. it, it, all comes, it all comes down to like you know you let, hey, John you might like Parliament I might like do you know hey, who's who the guy that founded Parliament it's George George uh, Clinton George, no yeah so he had two master, baby so George, yeah so George had the, the, the same guys that were in Parliament were also part of his other gig that he had yeah. he was really smart very business savvy Um, so I like everything from most and to obviously Classic rock. Uh, Berlon, you and I are definitely on the same page with 80s rock. Yeah. uh, That whole Smith area. Duran Duran. No, he's
3: not black. You ain't black. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely lost your black card.
7: First, I want you guys to have a conversation. I want you to listen to each track, kind of like deconstruct, like it was back in the Man. 70s and 80s and 90s, and just enjoy it, I am. You know, so I'm glad you got it. Now, All secondly, right. I wanted to ask you both this. Um, it's not a real question. When there was a delay for the second installment of property taxes, which was talked
8: right? Wait, was hey, hey Mitchell,
3: the- Mitchell, Mitchell, your phone is, is act- there's a real strange a buzz. buzz coming from your phone. There it is. There you're much better, There it
7: is. So let me ask you this. With, with the, um, the second installment of the property taxes that are you know, due at the end of this month, you know how that was delayed? You know, obviously because, yeah. you know, uh, Philip Albert was in an election. Don't you think there was some manipulation with, uh, obviously, Tony Pringle to come up with some ridiculous, you know, excuse to delay that second installment for some of specific course. reason? Of course. Right. Okay, so... So how do we, okay, my whole thing is this, you to tell me that the average person living in Illinois, especially Cook County, is getting raked over the coals, and then in February we're hit up against for another first installment. I mean, do you hear what I'm saying hey, here, Daddy-O? Yeah, yes, sir. Hey, wait,
3: wait, wait, Mitchell, let me explain something to you about the, the, the property tax. If, okay. Cook County, if Cook County, I'm going to use the word that they use, if Cook County really paid their fair share of property taxes, their bills right. would be astronomical. They don't pay their fair share of property tax. Did you know that? That's true. Well, me, John, John, when you were down at uh, Springfield, you know that uh,
7: obviously we're paying 86% for public schools. Okay, yes. just for, Why wasn't that particular combination changed to make it lower like a 50-50? Well, uh,
3: that, that there's a ton of reasons why we don't have enough time to go into that. Huh. Uh, try, you know okay. what, Mitchell? You know what? Um, Saturday, when I do the show... Is it next Saturday? No, f- the following Saturday. Yeah, the following Saturday. Call in, and you-, you and I will have that conversation.
7: Okay, great. Listen, enjoy the music, guys. Sorry for the bad phone connection. No I hope you enjoy the music, and we'll see you next time. Thank you guys so much. Daddy-o.
3: Talk to you later. Mitchell himself. All right, Okay, now I'm going to try to set Which the- one are you going to do?
4: You know which one I'm going to do. Which one? No. I, I-, I want to talk about the subject that me and the progressives and some of my leftists Okay, screens- wait, wait, wait.
3: I got to know. Do I need to take this 120 yeah, life you're now? Yeah, you got to need it. You're going to need it. I need the 120 life now. Yes. All right, I'm going to take the 120 life now. Valor. Okay. okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna you're t- going to let my blood pressure go up.
4: Go I'm, I'm going to try to set the tone. You got two minutes. Right before the break, and then we can get into it. Okay. I want to talk about this word. I want to take a deep dive into this word that upsets a lot of black people and people on the left. And as we had those conversations, I think they have a point. You know, it's some it's some things I in history lip that, in that I you. was that I knew about, but we don't talk about it. Especially, I hear the lip tart, especially over here on uh, conservative radio. <laughs> the word is assimilation. Oh, you know, white people. And I'm gonna say it this way: white people just feel like you come from another country and you you ain't black, and you should assimilate. That's why I'm talking from an independent perspective, Pete. I did um, that. <laughs> oh, that was you. Yeah, that oh, was okay. But people just think that you're supposed to come over here, assimilate, and be a carbon copy of whatever America thinks you should be. Wait,
3: wait, 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 so, wait, 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 wait,
4: wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on
3: now. Oh, hold on. Wait, wait a minute now. Say that.
4: Make, make, make that last statement here. America thinks that people from other countries should just come over here and assimilate into whatever the idea. Of what America thinks you should be, well that they should okay, but let me explain why it's a bad word for black people. Oh, you're you taking, up the, t- you're taking up the time I know wait, wait, okay, go ahead, I need another one okay, now listen life. on one hand, they tell you to assimilate, and the Constitution says you have the freedom to expression now whenever a race thinks that you should sound like them, talk like them, look like them, and you should re- you should be recreated in their image. That is white supremacy. I think you're speaking culture, though. Yeah, I'm speaking culture. I'm speaking be, uh, being an American, what the Constitution tells you you can be or what you should be able to do. That is white supremacy because you. we have hosts on this station that talks about our United States press secretary calls her sideshow bob because of her hair. I think she's beautiful. Her face, period, is beautiful, and her hairstyle brings out her complexion. She's a beautiful woman, and just because she wears her hair that way, she shouldn't be called Sideshow Bob. The young black men that wear the dreads with the hair shaved off around the side, whether it's braids or dreads, they're being called Sideshow Bobs because of their hairdo, because they are expressing themselves the way they feel on the Uh, inside. We got to go to break, but Vilan, I think you're making two different arguments. No, I'm not. No,
3: no, no. That's not assimilation. Assimilation. That's not that's that's cultural. Those are cultural things. I must, I, no, I, I, assim, I, assimilation is adhering to the Constitution. Not, I mean, not just that. It's it's culture okay, as well. OK, but wait, I wait, can, wait, wait, real quick, real quick. Assimilation. What you're seeing happen in Michigan with a lot of these uh, Arabs coming over here and, and
4: introducing their Sharia law. That's not, that. that's totally against, they, they I, shouldn't bring that here. I wasn't going to talk about the Arabs. Okay. I wasn't talking about them. I was going to talk. I, see, that's why I said we didn't have enough time got, for me yeah, to take a deep breath. Because okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to black people and I'm going I'm to go hard with this other subject, the people that was here before anybody was here. Uh-oh. I'm going to tell you what assimilation the is, people? the history, the, the, the natives of this country. I'm going to tell you how they were assimilated. Oh my okay? God. you listening to the Sean Thompson show. We'll be
3: right back. He ain't black.
0: I'll be back. You can't keep the Democrats out of the White House forever.
7: I was just listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting, sexist pig, and an absolute disgrace. Thank you.
0: AM five sixty. The answer.
4: I don't
3: want to laugh right now. <laughs> Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. My man, Maven Gay. Still, whoops. Yo, man. Yo, man's, for real. Um, George Michaels. I'm John Anthony, I'm sitting in for Sean Thompson. Um, I, Sean, I hope I'm doing you justice because now I'm running into Villan and his, his leftism that, that comes out every now and again. And, I, and, and, and just wait. I'm going to let you. Go ahead and lay it out, and then I'm going to slap you with the truth. Okay, let's see. Go ahead.
4: All right. To finish up what what I want to say about assimilation, when black people was first brought to this country, we were robbed of our names, robbed of our culture, robbed of our food, robbed of our speak, everything that I'm learning right now, okay? Now, we were only educated enough do work. you realize if Sean was here, you wouldn't say I would this. say go it to ahead. his go face. Ahead. I say it. Okay, go ahead. He knows me better than that. Go ahead. So we were robbed of everything. We lost all of our identity. <laughs> that was the way they assimilated us and educated enough just to work. But that's nothing compared to what they did to the natives. First, they almost annihilated them. And once they beat them, they beat them literally. Now, I don't know who got the idea first, the Catholic Church or Canada. But Canada came up with this thing called the whipping houses because America could never enslave the Indians and they couldn't even assimilate them. So the Catholic Church and the Canadians whipped these people, whipped them and whipped them and whipped them until they assimilated. The Canada did it to a point where now they're just part of society. They do everything the Canadians do. But over here, the Catholic Church whipped them and whipped them and whipped them. They still couldn't assimilate them. Only a few they assimilated. Maybe the Cherokee or something like that, where they now they're like you might you wouldn't know the difference between a Cherokee and a regular American. But this is what America and Canada did to the natives of the country. That's why assimilation has a very very bad and horrible history. On, man, and uh, the Catholic Church just six months ago on TV I saw it on Channel Seven apologized for the cruelty. That oh, they God. did upon the American people. I mean, as far as the Native American Indians. So, let's hear your response and to I'm the horrible down. history of, uh, of assimilation. Okay, you ready?
3: Yeah. Okay. I think what, you diff- you, 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 what you're doing, <clears throat> I'm going to call you something. You know, I don't normally do names. But what you're talking about is multiculturalism. It's the salad bowl. It's the identity politics, right? Culture runs through who? Which, which race
4: of people does culture, the culture run through in the, state, in the United States of America? you asking me a question? Yes. Which, which, the, which? Dom- the dominant culture, which is white people. And sh- what is the white culture? The white culture is made up of, of many different things, but I'm talking about... No, 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 no. no. What's the white culture? You explain you, you, to me what you, the white you, culture is. That's the point. There no, is- no, I know it's all mixed up okay, now. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Who
3: buys more of the rap and music than anybody? Is it black people? No, it's white people. Oh, okay. So, but, but, okay, okay, wait. Who influences design and clothing and things of that
4: nature? Italians. No, uh, no, 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 no. we buy Italian, baby. But who influences it, the black culture? I don't think they influence Italian oh. uh, Italian design.
3: Dude, there's a billion dollar or more spent in the black community when it yeah, comes to- Yeah, we buy everything. That's my point. They, they drive the culture, right? But no, no, no. Do you wait, know wait, why no, no, black- No, 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 you had your chance. You had your chance. You had your chance. <laughs> you you look at you look at it from the the perspective assimilation being a bad thing i don't here's why see this sort of thinking has led us to this wokeism. this sort of thinking has led us to 97 genders that people who come to america shouldn't abide by the constitution coming into a, and 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 learning the english language understanding our history understanding the heroes of america why? Do we- that? Wait, no, no, <laughs> hold on. You, you had your turn. You had your turn. This, as Dan always says, this identitarian politics of, of, of what's happening to our country, Villain, I don't give a damn where you're from. You come to America, you understand who we are as Americans. That's
4: final. You don't want that? Leave. Well, why do white people keep putting down black people every time we come up with a new expression or a new subculture or whatever? Just like I said, Jean-Pierre on TV, a beautiful woman, looked great. Why would somebody call her Sideshow Bob? There's no reason to do that except for just putting her down because Uh, of the way she expresses herself. But but see, rely Don't be sensitive.
3: People still do crack jokes. You you do know that, right? But there's no reason to do that. Why? Why? Who who are you to dictate what the, what people can and cannot? That's the problem in America. That's why we point back. On, wait, a that's why we have this wokeism, this cancel culture, because of this type of thinking. This is destroying the greatest country ever devised. This sort of
4: thinking, that is about your color, that is about no. You come to America, you run the ways of America. You know what? You know what? I got I to pick up the red flag in football. I got to throw it down. <laughs> I see somebody on the line. I all need right. to talk oh, you, to them. No, to no, talk.
3: no, no. What you're doing is calling no. for help.
4: Lifeline. What you're doing is calling for help. Call, phone a bro. <laughs>
3: Phil from Blue Phil from Blue Island. What's up, brother?
2: Oh, God. I don't, I, I don't understand why both of you all are so angry when, again, you all really are not a part of the dominant culture.
3: I've, I'm Guess sitting what? there watching looking no at this. There's no culture I'm that dominates me. Come on, come on. I, I, no, I no, no. No, no time out. There's no culture that dominates me. Get it right. There's a culture that dominates it, it, it you, dominates you not everything, me. Le- everything, every, every, every bill
2: that you pay, every bank that you go to, every gas station that you go to, every, everything that that is, is, is of, of any substantial, uh, uh, uh of any importance to you, you go and you give your money to the white man. So don't be talking about you're not controlled by any culture. Oh, now, if you had to go to the store where it was all blacks that owned the store. Oh, God. Black, so that's cause, see, and see, then you want to make a joke of it like your producer's doing that. It's not fair. And you want us to simulate into your, like Lincoln, killing all these people. Oh, like uh, uh, the police are killing all these black people. Oh, like oh, oh, oh,
3: the oh, hospitals. Okay, time out. Police. Last time I checked, it was more black people killing more black people. Don't get me. Well, uh, come
2: with so a different. For argument. real, okay. for, real yes.
3: for real. But yes. see, well, but
2: the point is, the point is, is that a lot of us has simulated into this violent culture that America has started with killing all of the Native Americans and then killing all of the black uh, slaves and then killing and then still killing and, and it's just and then we have to simulate into that.
3: No, and no. So
2: my point, my last point is this today is is uh, uh to all of those who follow or who are uh uh, uh conscious enough to appreciate uh, marxist Kwanzaa. holiday
3: the marxist holiday go ahead
2: go ahead how unfair holiday. you are <laughs> how unfair you are, hey, and I'm then just, you just, laugh at it. I'm just, yeah, because it's this funny. Is, this, is this, this, this is what this, see, this is what the white racist
3: does. Oh my
2: god! Anything, uh, and, and, and Berlon just said it that that's what the white racists do. They laugh at anything that we bring in
3: for, uh, to help
2: us. Okay, and the the, 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 the today is about. Self determination.
3: Okay, but Phil, how are you helping? You, you said it's it's about helping us, but you help us with a with a with a with a with a, with a, with a mindset that's still stuck in and fourteen hundred years old.
2: Again, I'm talking about self determination. Yeah, I'm not talking about simulating into a racist uh, 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 dominant system. I'm talking about simulating or or bringing about something that's going to help the black community. All right. And with the help of the black community, with a better black community, that makes a better America. Don't you agree?
3: I do. Guess what? I believe in all Americans. We got to go to break, though. With a better black America,
2: don't you think that's you know a what? better America? But but
3: how do we make a better black America still stuck in the 60s and 70s and still stuck it's in
2: slavery? Right now we're talking about putting in Kwanzaa, and we're oh, talking about God. doing this today. Okay. And you laugh all at right, it. All
3: right, I got to go to break. Phil, thanks so much for calling. Valon called on his lifeline. Hey, you listen to Sean Thompson show. <laughs> uh, Jack, David, yeah. hold the line. Mark, hold the line. We'll take you when we get back.
9: He's a jackass.
0: This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer. Oh, whatever. That's
7: why I love
3: people. Uh, now listen whatever. to that. Now, uh, cut the music. Cut the music. Cut it. Cut the music. You're fired. You didn't cut the music fast enough. <laughs> Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Ooh. Show. I had to take another 120 life because, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to make p- p- have to, how do I put this? I don't, I'm not bullied. I don't know how I have my own. I'm a constructive thinker. I think I'm a critical thinker. I think through these things and there's no way that we make black America great by holding on to what was. We have a lot of great—and I'm telling you, for the—you listen to my show in the new year, we're going to be talking about this a lot. Now, we got four callers on the line. Um, How much time do I have to to take these—to clear these callers? All right, we got two—a minute and 30, so I'm going to have you guys on. Make your point. I want to get everybody in. Jack, let's go. Hello, it's Jack. How you doing?
2: What a person—I'm doing good. West Lakeview. What a person thinks and what they think they think is the same thing. And chance favors the prepared mind. And when Tom Landry said no showboating in the end zone, that was a part of a team effort.
10: Yeah.
13: Pat Buchanan was Speaker of the House. They laughed at him. John Boehner is a crybaby
2: Rhino. They laughed at him. Mitch McConnell right. is no damn good, and they laughed That's at it. him. Stop. Yeah. If the that goes Jeff, over Jeff, the I fence, go. last is made of
7: paper. I gotta go, David. <laughs> quickly, David. The same thing. David, David, quickly, go. Prepared mind. It was-
3: Mark from Plainfield, go. Mark from Plainfield, go. Yeah. I, I'm white. Right. Here's my culture. I get educated. I get a job. I have a wife. We have kids. We stay married. And we make sure. I- Robert from Bloomingdale, go.
2: I disagree with that one caller who was saying about the black community. Yeah. And I just want to exclusively say to you, you got to learn English and be a good American to be here. Uh, what planet are you guys from? Just kidding. Have a nice
3: night. <laughs> All right. Whew, okay. Making, thank you. Mr. Pete, thank you. Carlene, you guys make this job so easy. Sean Thompson, thank you for entrusting me to sit here to yell at and beat up Valon because he and I are going to go boxing in a few minutes. Uh, (laughs) Guys, I enjoyed myself today. I'll see you same time tomorrow. And I'm out. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night.